You're listening to the Journey to Launch podcast for lessons to help you manage your money, goals, and career right now. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome, welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast. This is going to be a solo episode. I've realized it's been a little while since I've done a solo episode. So it's time for me to dig in and really just share with you my thoughts on a few things. So I'm excited to really get to talk to you. So if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast and you want more like technical financial tips, advice, you may want to start at another episode. But honestly, I think this solo episode would do just fine as your first one too. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. So in this week's episode, I thought I would share some tips and some lessons that I have learned that I'm applying to my life, my finances that are helping me through these times. I'm going to reference some of my history here of how I got to be where I am with Journey to Launch and working full time. And I hope this is going to be beneficial to you. I think it will. But I really want to start with, I know that times are hard for some people, a lot of people. And when I say hard, I mean, whether it is financially hard or just mentally and spiritually, or maybe hard because of everything that's going on. I find that while maybe some people aren't as impacted, maybe with their career or money, you know, a lot of people are, meaning they have their job has been taken away or their money is just not as consistent, but like also just like mentally having to change your lifestyle. I know for me, you know, I'm recording this still in quarantine. Um, my life has completely changed being home with everyone, the kids and, you know, my husband and trying to figure out how to balance work and life. So I'm sharing these tips because I feel like at the start of the year or maybe last year, you may have had these amazing goals set for yourself, financial or not. And now that things have changed so much, it's just like, now what? Maybe your goals have changed too. So I'm sharing some of the things that I'm doing to help manage my money and just like journey to launch right now. So if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast or you've been here from the beginning, you know that the reason why I started Journey to Launch was because I wanted to really chronicle my journey to launch to financial freedom and independence. I was working in a full-time job. I was starting a family at that time and I had a horrendous commute. And it was made even more horrible when I was pregnant one day and it took a really long time to get home. And I said to myself, I have to figure something out. 
And so that kind of prompted me to start looking into personal finance podcast and Googling how do I quit my job and led me down this rabbit hole of financial independence. And I just haven't looked back ever since. And so here I am, like a few years later, actually, I started, I always get the dates kind of mixed up, but I officially started Journey to Launch in 2015. I think that's like when the first blog post appeared. And I then was like, okay, let me, you know, start Journey to Launch, chronicle my journey to financial independence and freedom. And at that time, the goal was to save and invest as much as possible, because before then, I had thought, okay, you know, you're making good money, but how are you going to live off of this money forever? Like, how are you going to have enough money saved and invested over time so that you would never have to work again? Like, that's not possible. You need to win the lottery. You need to start a huge business, some big business. But I just didn't see how that was possible until I found out about this thing called saving and investing your money aggressively and being more optimized with your expenses and all this stuff. With that in mind, you know, came home, talked to my husband and we decided eventually, okay, let's see how much we can save and invest. And over two years, we were able to save and invest $169,000. And that was due to a lot of factors. Obviously, we had the income to be able to support that. But, you know, we created a budget. We got really intentional about our goals. And so when I started Journey to Launch, the whole thing was, all right, if we do this, For the next seven years, uh, by the time I reach 40, that was a goal. When I reach 40 years old, I will not have to work again because we would have saved enough money in our investment accounts to have it go on autopilot. Like we wouldn't even have to like invest in them again. And by the time we needed to touch the money, we would have what we needed. And then on top of that, one of the goals was to also pay down our mortgage, like pay it off, like ideally, because it's our highest expense. We live in New York City, we have three kids. So it's like, let's just try to also get our expenses down. So because our earnings were high at that moment, we're like, we're just going to do this for the next few years. We'll do it. And then we'll be free in seven years kind of thing. Because I was about 33 when I started doing this um, and doing this all seriously. So then I started Journey to Launch and the blog and the podcast came along because I didn't like (laughs) writing articles every week and decided to use my voice as a medium. And something interesting happened. I realized like the potential for Journey to Launch to be my full-time thing was there. And honestly, it wasn't like Journey to Launch was making money, like a lot of money. It wasn't at the time when I started to really take Journey to Launch more seriously and think I could just do this full-time. But it was seeing like my colleagues and people in the space, in the personal finance space who were doing this full-time who had personal finance platforms, who, you know, um, were making money consistently. And I saw the potential for Journey to Launch because just of the impact and the feedback that I was getting from you, the journeyers, about what I was doing. And so I realized really quickly that I could not juggle this all. I could not juggle working full time. Um, and I had a job that was pretty intense and you had to be on it when you were on it. And so I had a full time job, had, you know, kids at the time. And by then, when I decided I wanted to do Journey to Launch full time, I was pregnant with my third. Like as soon as I got pregnant with my my third child, my daughter, I knew that I was like, I can't do this. So I had the family, had the long commute and then Journey to Launch, which felt like a full time business because, you know, I'd come home and do all the work at night after the kids went to bed, do it on my lunch break. It was so much. So I realized that I needed to change my goals. I no longer wanted to wait until I was 40 years old 
to have the benefit of financial independence. I wanted to achieve that, the freedom or more flexibility like right now. And so my goals had to change. So one of the things that I'm recommending for everyone here is that your goals will change and you need to be flexible. You need to be adaptive to them because you can't prevent life from happening. You can't prevent your mind from changing. And I'm a big proponent of it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your mind. I change my mind <laughs> every day. Um, sometimes I will like, oh, I should share this with the journeyers. And I'm like, but I might not feel this way next week. <laughs> right. But it's important to understand that your mind will change. And so can your goals. And that's what happened for us while I was really intent. And it seemed really just like amazing if we could just stick to this plan of investing and saving. I had this great job where I was earning a lot of money. If I could just stick with the plan, basically, we would be good. Like we'd be good. And then life happened. And then I realized, you know what? I don't want to wait. Don't want to wait until I'm 40 years old to experience freedom. And it started to like have me think, what's the difference with, you know, people who just work in a job that, you know, they don't love for the pension or for, you know, the 30 years just to get to their retirement date? How is that any different from me not enjoying what I'm doing and doing that for seven years? Like anything can happen. They always say you work all this time. You think it's going to be like, in 20 years, 30 years, you'll be free. But it's like you're wasting so much time until then. Now, I want to make clear I'm not um, suggesting that everyone just go out and say, F it, I'm going to quit my job because I'm living my best life now. We took precautions to be able to do this. And that's part of what I mean when I say be flexible with your goals, because once we were able or I was able, because, you know, it really started with me wanting to change things and quit. I said, what do we have to do differently with our finances in order to make this possible? And so we reviewed our budget. We looked at our immediate expenses to see how could we really make this a reality and I could leave my job because my income was more than half of our household. I actually had like, you know, the higher earning potential because I was in a job that I got raises and I got bonuses. And so the climb up the corporate ladder would have meant a lot more money over time if I would have stayed. And my husband's a teacher and, you know, he makes good money, I think, as for a teacher, honestly. But still, like for me to like walk away from that income potential, we had to make sure we could sustain our lifestyle. And so instead of aggressively saving and investing. So if you go back to one of the early, early episodes, I think it was like episode one. I talked about how we saved um, and invested all the money we invested, like kind of where it went. So really, our strategy was investing in retirement accounts. So maxing out our 401k, my 401k, and then my husband, because he's a teacher, he had access to a 43B and 457. And so we maxed that out, maxed out our Roth IRAs, doing backdoor Roth IRAs. Again, if you go back to previous episodes, you'll be able to kind of find out or get the breakdown of that. And um, so it was really just in a, like investing our money into like a lot of these like accounts that were tax advantage retirement accounts. And then we did some just taxable investing, pay down our mortgage a bit kind of thing. So with this new plan, we needed more cash on hand because if I was going to walk away from my job, we'd have my husband's income. You know, thank God that would be great, but it wouldn't cover everything. It would not cover all of our expenses. So we figured out how much was the deficit between my husband's income and how much we needed to spend. And we really didn't change our lifestyle. So I also didn't want to quit my job and then the family have to like really change in terms of how we lived. I wanted to be able to like at least keep what we were doing. You know, we weren't doing anything extravagant, but it was more like, I don't want to go from being able to go out in the summertime or go out to eat here and there to like not doing anything, eating 
quote unquote, for lack of a better term, rice and beans all day and like no cable. And like we wanted to keep a certain lifestyle. So, okay, how much money did we need? So figure that out. And I was okay. I was comfortable with two years, about two to three years, but it was really like two years of money saved up that would cover our expenses, the gap for my husband's income. And so we had to change our strategy. So instead of aggressively saving and investing in investment accounts that we couldn't touch or that were harder to get a hold of, we switched to saving in cash. And when I say in cash, it's really savings accounts and more accessible accounts. So for example, instead of investing in just my typical 401k, because my company had a match, I invested in my Roth 401k just to get the company matched because I just could not free money, quote unquote. So I was like, going to invest up to that. But with the Roth, I knew that when I left my job, I'd be able to transfer and roll that Roth 401k money into a Roth IRA and Roth money, the contributions that you put in, you can access at any time. So I was really going after it with, we just need as much cash and access to capital on hand in case of an emergency to help cover the expenses of our household. Because honestly, I wasn't expecting Journey to Launch to make a lot of money in the first couple of years. I wasn't expected to replenish my income. And I actually did another episode because uh, I had this post last year, 2019, based on what Journey to Launch made and what I was able to bring home. Like it really was, if you did the calculations, it was like less than minimum wage almost like for all the work that I did. So really, I understood that. I kn- I listened to enough business podcasts and I read enough stories about people starting businesses that I did not expect to come out and personally be bringing home six figures with Journey to Launch. So we adjusted and we saved money in accounts that we can access and then save as much as we could um, in cash over time, over the time that I was pregnant and decided ultimately to leave my job so that I could jump leap with a cushion. There would be a life vest that I have on. It's not, I'm just like jumping in without anything. And so That was really helpful. And I changed my mind on this journey and I might change it again. And it's okay if I do. And it's okay if you do. And I think it's important to keep that in mind because with so many variables outside of our control, you know, the one thing that we can only control are ourselves and the way we feel about things and our feelings change. So if you had an aggressive goal to pay down debt or to buy a house or something that was really important to you at the beginning of the year. It's not to say you can't continue to do it. If you still have the means and the drive and that is your commitment, go ahead. But if for whatever reason, something has changed in your life and you need to approach things differently, maybe you need to keep more cash on hand because your job is not as stable, then that's okay. Do that. Don't get down on yourself or, you know, kind of say, well, I made this commitment and I have to stick it out. It's okay. You have to constantly reassess your goals because during moments like these, it's important. And it doesn't mean that you failed. You're just adjusting and you're giving yourself more room to maneuver. And it's something that I constantly do. And I'm okay with adapting, adapting my mindset, adapting my goals, adapting my approach to ultimately get me to where I want to go. Even if that point kind of changes, you know, I think the end goal for me is always going to be having more options and opportunity and to make sure my family is financially secure, but I'm not just stuck on one way to do that. I'm open to how that may look. So that's my first tip. Be flexible with your goals. That was a long tip, huh? Okay. Second thing, invest in things that will help you value your time. So for me, I did this when quarantine kind of began because 
I run Journey to Launch virtually. So part of this whole thing of being home and everyone switching to more digital for me, like it's something that I've been doing. And because I'm in like the online business world, this is like nothing new to online entrepreneurs, like the whole Zoom thing. That's how I conduct most of my meetings. The Money Launch Club, our calls and our our meetings are all on Zoom anyway. So I was used to this. But interestingly enough, I was working from a computer and a phone and they were pretty old. Like my computer, my laptop, I should say, was more than 10 years old, but I was making it work. So I had some money saved up from like money that I made from the business that I was kind of afraid to spend because I was just like, well, you don't know income is not consistent. So you need to keep all cash on hand. So you don't want to necessarily go spend money on a new computer right now. Let's wait. But over like the last couple of years, I knew I needed a new computer because this computer that I had, while I loved it so dearly, it would take so long to start up in like the beginning of the day, like literally 10 to 15 minutes just to start up. And sometimes I'd have like last minute meetings or people who wanted to talk to me, some opportunities. And I'd need my computer and I just like, this is not going to start up in time. I'm going to like either be late or God, I have to navigate it without the computer kind of thing. So that would happen a lot during my working on Journey to Launch and in the business. But I was so kind of intent on, you know what, let's just wait. You're going to ride this until the wheels fall off. And then during quarantine, when it first started, I was like, you know what? I need this now more than ever, especially because, you know, we have three kids at home. My oldest is in kindergarten, so he needs a computer to do his work. And so I realized like now he's using the computer to do his work. I need to do my work and we can't do it at the same time. So I decided that I needed to invest in a computer. And at the same time, same thing with my phone. I think it was a fine you know, phone. It was an iPhone. I think it was like a seven, which, you know, it was working for me, but there were certain things I could not do online that impacted my business. So for example, like Instagram would not work on my iPhone, meaning like the stories, I couldn't go live with it. And I used to think like, what if Oprah calls me to do a live? I can't even go live on Instagram with Oprah because my phone <laughs> will not work. So I was really dealing with some older technology that was impacting my business. And I finally shifted my mindset to see that buying these things, it wasn't just a cost, it was an investment. It would save me energy, it would save me time. And while I may not be able to you know, pinpoint an exact return on the money I spent, it would be beyond beneficial. So with that, I invested in a new phone and a new um, computer. And my life has been amazing in terms of technology because this computer that I'm on, that I'm using, it like starts up, in two seconds, it connects to my phone. I was able to go live. I made a promise. I went live once on Instagram and I was like, I need to do this more often. It was so easy. It wasn't cutting off. All that to say, you know, you might be in a place or a position that there's something you can invest in that would give you a huge benefit and return. And the money spent on that will over time save you money or be able to earn you more money. So is there something that you can do right now? I mean, even with everything going on, right? It may be a sacrifice. You may have to like rejigger things in your budget to make it happen. But if this is going to be an investment that will help you over the long term, give yourself permission to make that purchase even now. I always say I have no problems with spending money. It's just optimally spending money on the things that matter that will improve your life, that will make things easier for you. So invest in the things that will help you especially if it's going to help you value your time. That's point number two. 
Point number three, something that I've been doing, learning more of and implementing is share what you're doing with your network. So we are in a, a space where there are opportunities out there. My friend is a career coach. I hear from her of people still getting interviews, still getting opportunities and promoted in certain areas. And even like me, like there's things, opportunities still coming my way when it comes to journey to launch, right? So there are opportunities out there. And I know it's not the same for every industry and for everybody. But I think what is important is to actually like share what you're doing with your network. And so, for example, I did a speaking gig late last year. It was like my first official speaking gig on stage. It was a, it was amazing. And I finally shared the footage because I had the footage that the organizers sent me, but I never shared it on social media. And I was like, you know what? Let me share this. So I shared it on Instagram. And, you know, I was saying I should share this on LinkedIn because part of Journey to Launch and the business model here is that, you know, I also can make money from speaking engagements and for companies that want to hire me. And so I said, well, LinkedIn would be the best place for me to post this video because, you know, that's where most of my professional network is. And I had that kind of thought in my head, like I should post this video on LinkedIn. It was just like a short clip of my speech. And if you go to LinkedIn, Jamila Soufran, you'll be able to see it. But I said, you know, I should share this. And I shared it like recently, like into early 2020. So I did the speech, got the video back late last year. And this is like the first time I'm now sharing this video to with people and then, you know, with my LinkedIn network. And literally, I think less than a week after me sharing it, someone reached out to me who was a friend. So I wasn't connected to this person, but they were connected to a ex-coworker someone I used to work with. They were like, I saw that this person liked your video. I went to see it and I was amazed because I'm working on this project and I think you really may be a good fit for it. And it just blew my mind. Like if I never posted this video, I would not be having this conversation with this man right now. And so the conversation and what's still happening, nothing has come to fruition just yet, but it just goes to show that there's probably something right now that you're working on, thinking on, sitting on and you're maybe afraid to share it or you just don't find the value in sharing it with people. And there's someone who's waiting for you to share it because they either can help you do that thing or support you somehow in it. Now, you know, I know it's talk about don't share things until, you know, you're ready or you don't want people to like squash your dreams. So yes, only share things that you're confident about or you feel good about no matter what the feedback will be. But I think it's really important to share what you're doing, what you're thinking with your network. You have no clue, like who knows who, who'd be interested in it. And I know it can be nerve wracking, nerve wracking to put yourself out there. But I found that the more I actually share and I'm vulnerable with the content and my thoughts and ideas, the more opportunities I have. So don't be afraid to share what you're working on and what's important to you. It's something that costs nothing, right? Posting that video really just cost me a few minutes, but not anything monetarily. And it can really help you accomplish your money and career goals. I saw this floating around on Twitter. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about why certain people make it to where they make it and their opportunities that they get. And is it luck or, you know, hard work? Is it just chance or accident? And sometimes I think a lot of it is luck and chance, but you have to also create those chances and lucky moments. And creating them means putting more of it out there into the world for people to see, like put that light out there, right? So people can see those planes coming in that potentially could could help you or your fleet 
will come to you, but they won't see you if you don't have a light shining. Okay. So we went through being flexible with your goals, invest in the things that will value your time, share what's important. We enact work. Okay. Tip four. This is my last tip. Prepare for the opportunities that you want. So even in like the real hard times, I have a mantra that I really try to stick to and it is act as if. Because there are things right now that you want to do, that you want to have, and you're thinking you have to have and do those things first to be the person you want, right? It's that whole have, be, do model where, you know, typically in our society, you got to have the thing first and do the work and then you can do the work and then you can be the person and be all the things you want. And really, I believe it's more of the be, do, have model. Like you have to become the person you want first. So who is that person, that successful entrepreneur or businesswoman or mom or whatever it is? Like, what does that person look like that you think that you have to have all these things first, these material things first, the circumstances and the situation to be right first before you can be that? What kind of person is that person? And can you be that person right now? Prepare for those opportunities for who you want to be right now. And so I really try to stick to that. For example, before COVID-19, all this stuff started happening last year, I got approached by a couple of producers for a reality show. No, not like any like <laughs> scandalous reality show, more like, oh, we need like a personal finance person to help with this content. And I was like, sure, why not? When they first approached me, I never really saw myself like going on like, reality TV. But in this sense, I was like, maybe I could be on TV in this sense. I always thought I'd have like a talk show or the podcast would be kind of aired video style somewhere. But I was like, okay, I can start with it like being a guest expert. And honestly, when the conversation started happening, and right now, just to be clear, they're still happening or on pause, honestly, for the moment. So I can't really share any updates with that yet. So just pray for me on it. But I really started to think, what if producers or someone called me for the show or TV show that I wanted to do? Would I be ready? Is Jamila, are you Jamila the person that you want to be right now to be ready for that opportunity? I was like, no, I felt like there were so many things that I would want to improve. Like if they call me like on Monday and said, we're going to start filming in four weeks. I would do so many things between then and the four weeks. I'd work out, <laughs> I'd eat healthier because I'd want to present my best you know, self and be confident on camera. I'd probably take some speaking lessons and all these things that I would like, that's how to prepare because I want to like be ready. And I'm like, why wait? Why wait for that call that the show is going to happen? Why not be prepared right now for those opportunities? So I really started to think what I could do right now without any of that happening, without any show, any producer, someone selecting me to do something, what can I choose myself to do right now? And that's one of the things that prompted me to get back in shape because I said, why why wait for someone else to do that? Like, I want to be able to do that myself. And even with speaking and practicing being on camera more and being more aware of how I sound and I'm looking into hiring someone to help with my voice right now, these are all the things that I'm doing right now because I want to prepare for that opportunity. And even if those opportunities don't come into play. They don't pan out. I am ready. I am ready if someone taps me. If you know Oprah calls me for a show, I am ready. So what is something you can do right now? If there's a dream, maybe that's on hold or something that you're thinking that you want to accomplish, 
who does that person need to be? What do you envision when you close your eyes? What do they sound like? What do they look like? And open your eyes and look at yourself in the mirror and you can be that person right now. So start working on it. Start preparing for those opportunities right now so that when they come, you are ready for them 100%. So there may be a position you want, a skill set that you need to acquire. You maybe want to feel more confident in certain areas of your life. Take this time to do that now. Even though the economy and job market are in a flux right now, you owe it to yourself to still pursue those goals, to still pursue and be the person you want to be, even without the physical manifestation of the goal. Okay, so those are four things that really I've continued to do over my career, my life that I think have put me in the place I am today and things that I think you can continue to do in your life or start to do despite everything going on to put you in a better position. So just to recap, be flexible with your goals, invest in the things that will help you value your time and get you to where you want to be, share what is important with you to your network, and finally, prepare for the opportunities that you want. So I hope you enjoyed that solo episode. I really want to do more of these. I keep saying this. I want to do more solo episodes. I want to share more of my thoughts, the personal things, right? Like, how am I applying what I'm learning through this podcast? Because I'm learning too. When I interview people, when I'm doing my research, when I am formulating the path to financial independence, I'm learning so much. And I want to be able to share more of my inner workings with you guys. So I'm glad that I was able to hop on and do this episode, which by the way, I am so proud of myself. I've been getting up early 530, 536-ish in the morning so I can get things done before the kids get up. And so I'm recording this before the kids awaken and cause havoc in this household. (laughs) But I want to share some things that I have been doing that have been helping me just like mentally. I've been using something called the Insight Timer. It's an app. It's free and it helps with meditation. So one thing I've been trying to get back with is meditating. So I get up in the morning, I meditate and they have like five to 10 minute meditations, guided meditations. And that's more of my speed nowadays. So I've been doing that. I've been running. I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of running typically. I'm just like, why do people run? (laughs) This is horrible. But we found this amazing path that is really not used or it's just social distance safe. I feel safe running this path. And so I've been doing it when I can with my husband. It's been amazing. And so I've been running more. I've been working out at home more. And so it's been really good. So those are just some of the non-finance things I've been doing that have been helping me get more clarity and feel more confident with my life, especially with everything going on. I want to share that. Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me and the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, 
your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here, so show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast, with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. <laughs> <laughs>